Hello everybody, Next here. back at it again to give y'all another very exciting video and for today, yes, Mars Mars Zarcast episode 14. Gosh by golly, I, I was, oh shoot, there's always something whenever you're trying to do something important or try to do something you really like and then things pop up and things don't like to go your way. Like literally right before the startup um, for this stream, I literally, my Wi-Fi just tanked. Tank so bad. I was literally playing some um, Pokemon Unite, which I'll talk about later in the podcast, and I knew that thing was glitching up for its own good. I, I ran an internet speed test, and that test said it was running at 3 megabits per second as a download speed. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, that's as bad as, like, my grandparents' Wi-Fi. Like, you know, they live out in, in like, a very um, rural area. So I was like, gosh, dang. So um, I decided, I was like, okay, you know what? L let me go ahead and unplug the stream. And replug, or not unplug the stream. Go ahead and unplug my Wi-Fi modem. Go ahead and plug it back in, and then uh, hopefully that will fix everything right about now. And uh, it seems like it might be going okay for the most part, though. Uh, I I really hope so that uh it's running a okay. And if not, I might just honestly start up a a backup recording stream uh, just to make sure that um everything's going good. Or if I happen to lose something, I can always throw up a little thing in the background so yes um for tonight i got quite a bit of stuff to go ahead and go through and talk about um with all y'all tonight and uh it should be a good one got some very interesting topics got a little bit of some emotional negative ones in there as well so i mean you know i i've been generally for the most part been talking about pretty you know good solid you know nice news though but you know there, there's gonna be that news out there there's gonna be a little more negative um than what you might like to hear or whatnot though so uh so yeah, I mean, shoot, we might as well go ahead and just jump up in it though. So in terms of the very first topic, surprisingly, we managed to get a brand new Dragon Ball Super related project to go down. And um, yes, it is called Dragon Ball Super Superhero. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on here. This ain't my My Hero Academia, so, sort of kind of shown in. I knew we were going to get some new Dragon Ball content here soon, but I did not think that we were going to get some um, more content w with a movie that might be relating around with superheroes. I mean, that's, that's a nice little interesting twist on things. I'm like, okay, I kind of see y'all. I'm like, all right, what whatever, though. So I'm like, okay, so... I, I'm not too shocked or surprised. I do kind of like the new art style that they're sort of kind of going with. It's almost akin to um, the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. Just, I feel like a little more DBZ-ish, if that makes any sense. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to it, though. Uh, don't know uh, like a crap ton too much about it, but we just know that it's a movie that's coming, I believe, in the year of 2022. So we have that to look forward to. Honestly, I just really want a, a brand new anime. That's what I really want. But these movies always make so much money for them. It makes sense. But I just want my sequel to Dragon Ball Super, man, in anime form, man. Like, please give it to me. Or they, shoot, they might be working on it in the background or whatever, though. But, yeah, just, just a quick little news update on that for all y'all Dragon Ball fans out there, though. Yes, we got a brand new one that's coming out here in the foreseeable future. Now, moving on to the next thing. Okay, got to have my little bit of my Marvel segment right here. Oh, shoot, yes, we finally got Hawkeye. Uh, we managed to get a release date for it, and it's going to be dropping on November the 24th. So not, oh, I, I was about to say not too far away. It, it actually is a, a decent amount of time um, far away from us, though. But 
in terms of because the next series that we're going to have is the what if series the animated series it's not necessarily mcu related but has heavy ties to basically the comics the comics had a what if series that starts off in august i imagine it's probably gonna have the yay or so almost 10 ish average episode that most of these disney plus marvel series had so that's basically going to last us for mid-August to mid-September, almost in mid-October. Then probably have like another few week break before we switch over and go to Hawkeye. It always seems like there's always like a three-week-ish sort of kind of break they like to do with these Disney Plus series before they move into the next one. Kind of, I guess, promote it, let it breathe, let those people that normally binge watch all the episodes of one try to go through and watch it all. But yeah, so I think that's what their sort of kind of typical strategy that they normally like to do with this, though. But anyway, I, I'm super looking forward to this, though. You get to see, um, if you're actually watching the YouTube version of this, um, you get to see Hawkeye over there to the left and then get to see. I thought it was going to be his daughter that was actually going to be um the one that he was going to be training up, though. But actually, it doesn't quite maybe kind of seem like it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it is or I don't know if it isn't because if it is, it makes sense with the blimp and all though. I didn't do a lot of dirt digging up into this. I probably could have. But then again, I don't like to have myself, you know, know too much about what the series is besides what's actually showcased off in the trailers. Because, you know, if you really start doing your dirt digging and your deep diving and all this stuff, you, you really would know exactly uh, what all the series might pertain to and what's going to be revealed in it though. So I try to kind of stay away from most of that stuff. I know there's like a certain Twitter account, um, MCU direct or whatever. Like they, they, they pull in information from the actors and all of this kind of stuff. I can't follow that mess. I can't follow it because I, I know good and well, you wind up spoiling yourself, um, to that level or degree though. So that's why I typically like to stay away from it though. So anyway, that that's basically all I have to share at least for the MCU, um, news for Hawkeye that does come out on November 24th. I'm really looking forward to it and seeing what's going to be offered up because if you watch black widow there's a little ending you know credit scene i won't spoil it for y'all that haven't seen that movie yet that's going to have a heavy emphasis going into this disney plus series so make sure you watch that movie before you probably go in to watch this because it's probably gonna have a lot of deep ties in it though but that's basically all i have to say with that hawkeye though now this one is going to be one of my biggest pop culture segment on um, topic news and that is none other than Jungle Cruise right here. Because Jungle Cruise, it did manage to drop out on Disney Plus on Friday. You know, just, just a couple of days ago. And you know what? I was like, you know what? It has The Rock up in it. I can't pass it. I'll watch a lot of movies with The Rock up in it. So I was like, you know what? I, I have to sit down. And I have to go through and watch this and see exactly how well this is. Now, for all that don't know, Jungle Cruise is basically a movie that they sort of kind of just made up. In the same similar sense how um, this movie was basically made around a Disney park attraction. Because if you've ever been to Disney World, there's this um, one little um, attraction where you literally actually get up on a boat and you actually do like a quote-unquote jungle cruise. That's basically what it is. They basically did the same thing because there was um, a Disney ride in Disney World that um that's based around like pirates of the caribbean but before that movie came out it was just called like he's a pirate or something like some generic pirate thing they literally made a movie based upon that theme park ride they did the same thing with jungle cruise so this is akin in a similar way to um pirates of the caribbean so i was like okay that's that's unique uh, you know they're kind of doing that similar sort of kind of thing but it's unique in the sense that they ain't really pulling in 
too much information from some other kind of uh, context or whatever though so it is really nice and uh this movie honestly had a lot of comedic um stuff built up in it i mean you know whenever the rocks up in it um shoot i think the, the most recent film that's popping up in my mind is um jumanji which i know he's done some other things since then though but jumanji really um stands out to me like with him with kevin hart and all that stuff but you, you know when the rocks up in any movie he's he's gonna have a very um comedical side and the way and honestly the woman's brother in this film had quite a bit of comedy in it in itself between him and his interactions with his sister as well as the rock so basically in this movie without sort of kind of you know spoiling it so this is my short little review of it um in this movie you basically have this woman and this woman is kind of going through and saying, you know what? There's this arrowhead that she really wants. Cause she wants to try to find this place deep within like South America, within the Amazon where there's this fictional tree that basically from the leaves that grows off with it, off of it. Um, if you manage to have like one leaf off of it, you're able like to kill all cure all illnesses or any kind of thing that, you know, makes anybody sick or whatever though. So she's on a quest to be able to look for this because I think, you know, it was known through our our family, especially with our father and whatnot, though, like was very interested in all of this stuff. So, you know, as a as a European woman, you know, it wasn't looked highly, you know, like, you know, people didn't respect, you know, women, at least in that early. I think it was in the 1500s. No, no, not 15. Why did I say 1500s? 1800s. 18 or early 1900s, yada, yada, yada. Um, but there was a reference to the 1500s, but I won't go up into all of that, though. But anyway, she's basically on this big old quest to be able to try to use the arrowhead to basically find the tree. You manage to find the rock over there. He's giving these boat tours or whatnot, though. And uh, she's really needing some help. So she winds up getting with him. And he basically guides her all the way over there to that tree. That's the basic, simple synopsis without going any further or deeper up inside of that, though. But honestly, it, it was a pretty enjoyable movie. I managed to watch it on Disney+. Plus. Did play 30 bucks, similar to how um, Black Widow was 30 bucks. So I, I did the same thing in that regard, though. And um, it, it was honestly a nice fun watch. So, it, I mean, if you want something that's enjoyable, but not nothing too serious, like Pirates of the Caribbean, it's enjoyable, but it does get really serious during some really serious moments. So this one, water it down a little bit. So it's a little more enjoyable, but not as serious. But when it does get serious, it does get, you know, it gets pretty intense, but it's not almost completely intense to the level degree as like Pirates of the Caribbean is. So I think that's the, that's the main thing I think that um, this movie basically portrays or whatever though. So if you hadn't watched the movie, go ahead and watch it. Hey, it has my seal of approval right there. I don't think you can go wrong with this. If you can't watch in theaters, watch in theaters. If you got a family to watch it with Disney Plus, where you know the the, the costs um, kind of level itself out, go ahead and watch it there though, or just whatever's comfortable to you though. But yeah, that's basically my short little thing on Jungle Cruise though. But y'all gotta let me know in the comment section down below um, if you watched this movie or you know if you even heard about this movie you know let let me know what you thought because i'm kind of curious about what your thoughts are on this movie because i think this is one of the better disney movies that we had in in a decent bit in terms of its unique in terms of its uniqueness but anyway that's basically all i have in terms of my pop culture segments though but um before i move into the gaming news i do need to point out that yes 
my Zarcast podcast is available on all streaming, or not streaming, but all podcast servers. So I'm on Google, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on Apple Podcasts. And I do have some good news that, yes, my podcast series has caught up from episode one all the way up to episode 13. So... Yes, you can listen to all of those episodes right now. You might be listening on Google, Spotify, or Apple uh, on the podcast server for this episode um, whenever you're actually watching it, though. So I just wanted to inform everybody about that, though. So normally, with these episodes, I normally drop them every other week on Sundays, and you can catch them live on my YouTube channel, and I'll have a link in the description box down below on whatever server um, you're actually listening to this podcast on. And um, I think typically I might leave it open for YouTube to have, um, you know, your one-stop shop to be able to listen to it live or slash, you know, as early as you possibly can within like a 24-hour window frame. And then I'm imagining basically late, and I mean real late Monday night, basically essentially a Tuesday, I, I hope to have all of the uh, the episode basically drop out on the right then and there, though. So that's what I'm planning on doing um, for these episodes, though. So honestly, you, you can look forward to it, though. And I, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty good. I'm kind of glad that I got managed to get all the episodes caught up. So that way you can listen to them whatever way you kind of want to listen to them, though. But that's basically all the short little news that I have just to kind of update y'all on the status of the podcast and where I'm going from there, though. So let's go ahead and move on to the gaming topic news, because uh, the first thing I have right over here is none other than um, the Olympics. Because if you happen to be watching the Olympics, which, you know, to a level degree, I could be doing a little bit better. I could be watching a bit more of the Olympics. My main thing I like to watch is like the table tennis. The table tennis is very intense, though. But anyway, during the opening ceremony of the Olympics, yes, they actually managed to play out some video game music um, during the start of it. Yes, I'm talking about like Square Enix music with Kingdom Hearts or Chrono Trigger and they had some Sonic music here and there, though, and, and quite a bit of other things, too. I want to say that I thought they had some Monster Hunter stuff, though, too. So, I mean, it was very uh, it was very cool to be able to hear and listen to all of that. And I don't want to hear from nobody online saying that uh, video game music ain't real music. Because, uh, shoot, if you can make the Olympics, then you can battle, make it anywhere, though. So, I mean, like, it was just a short little brief little news little thing. But I really do like how they were doing this, though. I did hear some words that Nintendo was supposed to be at the Olympics and stuff some shape, form, or capacity because, uh, I, you know, especially with their ties and how they wanted to get um, Super Nintendo World done around the Olympics, but, you know, how COVID affected everything, whatever, though, I, I think it was word on the street as Nintendo pulled out at the very last moment, though, so a little bit unfortunate on that regard, though, but um, but other than that, it, it was pretty good that we were able to kind of get this representation on the big stage as the Olympics. So, you know what? I really do like that. I really do appreciate it, though. But um, y'all got to let me know what y'all did you think about that. And shoot, if you're watching the Olympics and you saw any cool events, uh, let, let me know which ones you saw because I, I really need to do some recap and then do some catching up on the Olympics, though. Just saying. Now, the next thing is... We have some news that uh, there's going to be a brand new Pokemon live action series on Netflix, sort of kind of akin to De um, to Detective Pikachu, which it kind of makes sense. I thought they were going to, you know, push it, you know, push that series and try to make it a bit more relevant 
because like Detective Pikachu was a very successful film. So you were thinking, how did they build off of that? Well, I guess they're kind of going the whole Netflix route. Uh, me personally, Netflix can do some good things here and there, but uh, uh, but not everything they do or touch is really good though. But it'll be interesting since you have the Pokemon company attached to this and all of that. Does it keep the level and high quality of Detective Pikachu levels uh, within a Netflix show? Because you got to remember, you know, TV series don't have nearly as big as a budget as a movies or as a movie compared, you know, with Warner Brothers throwing all their money into Detective Pikachu itself. So I'm kind of curious to see exactly how that will go. Um, really want, still want to keep that focus on, you know, the Pokemon themselves and not too much about the trainers, like if, as if like they're focusing on the battle aspect or whatever, because there's a lot of different ways they can kind of go about the series. Because, you know, if you look at all the different spinoffs from like Mystery Dungeon um, to Pokemon Ranger, or it could be based upon a core series. I mean, shoot, this could be based on Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, you know, all of those other regions. There's a lot of different ways they can go about it, but knowing pokemon company and the way how they are they're probably going to base it somehow around kanto but throwing some more modern pokemon or whatever though so i, I i'm curious about the direction of where this is actually going to go but hmm, we, we just don't have to pay attention to um as time progresses see exactly how the series is going to be um shaping up for this new netflix show and that's basically all i have to say on that though now moving on we did get some brand new news that yes Dr. Mario is about to die. Yes, Dr. Mario World is scheduled to end, I believe, um, um, in November. And I'm like, dang. I was like, okay, I can't remember exactly when Dr. Mario um, World for, you know, mo the mobile game uh, managed to start up. But I'm just kind of genuinely shocked that it's kind of shutting down so early. Like, it's shutting down even earlier than, I think, shoot, uh, Mario Run, which Mario Run was the very first thing that they have. And they're shutting it down. I guess the, they must have noticed and looked at all the analytics that there's not a lot of um, not a lot of money going up into the series. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, well, it kind of does sting. And it always kind of brings you back to reality of, Mobile games do not last forever, and when those servers go down, they go down, and any money that you invested up into the games is completely lost. It's a little bit different than, like, as if, like, if you pay money for DLC for, like, a console game or whatever, though, because as long as you had that digitally downloaded to your console and nothing bad happens to your console even when the server shut down you still technically have your experience with it and still kind of exists on your console meanwhile mobile game they shut down the servers there's just no way to actually access it so i do kind of feel bad for all the people that did manage to drop down a ton of money up inside of this game though but i don't think that many people were playing this game though but you know it just kind of puts back everything back in the perspective of mobile games just don't necessarily last forever and i guess nintendo saw it fit that um this one wasn't doing that good because we even see from nintendo that they're kind of shifting away from the mobile scene because when was the last time that we had a brand new mobile game i'm honestly trying to think back we know fire emblem is hugely successful as well as dragalia loss is pretty successful too um pocket camp that's just rarely ever talked about now especially now that new horizon animal crossing new horizons is out so I'm thinking, I was like, shoot, I can't even remember what's the last new. Oh no, it's the it's Mario Kart Tour, which that one's still somewhat because it's Mario Kart. I think it still does fairly well, so I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon, though. But you know, just all things to kind of consider, though. But that's basically all I have to say on Doctor Mario World. But we might as well go ahead and shift over to the very next bit of news because we have some interesting information 
for the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS. Yes, the Wii U, we know it's dead. But it might be even deader, if that makes any sense. Because apparently, starting at some point in the year of 2022, the eShop is going to remove your access to be able to pay for games with your credit cards on the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS, which is going to be a little bit annoying. And almost that's almost like a knock on death's door saying that, hey, uh, you better get ready because uh, you know what? Th these consoles are, are about to die with their eShops. Because at first, that almost kind of got me concerned about, you know what? Hey, I, I might start, you know, people might start to kind of frantic, you know, panic a little bit and start trying to buy up and build up their kind of digital libraries and get some of those last games that they might have won on the Wii U or the 3DS and get them on their system before the service can shut down now. But I realized that technically in Europe, I think it was always a thing where you could not pay with your credit card on the eShop. You have to basically either... Yeah, I mean, shoot, I think, well, if you couldn't ever pay with it directly from your credit card, you were using your credit card to, like, go to Amazon or something, buy a $20, $30, whatever, $50, $60, or it wouldn't be dollars, actually, over there. It'd be euros or pounds or something like that um, gift card, and then register that to your console and then have it to be able to download there. I guess that was technically always a thing over there in Europe, and now it's just about to be, you know, worldwide, because this was reported to be happening in Japan, and if it's happening in Japan, it's probably going to follow suit everywhere else. So, yeah, so that is something to kind of keep in mind, though, but that usually when you start to see stuff like this, hey, it might not be that far around the corner, especially for the Wii U, where they're going to start, you know, pulling the plug on the eShop, and when that happens, man, I might have to get myself ready and line up to probably buy a, a bigger mass storage um for my wii u just to make sure i got all my get because some of those games you know i don't have all you know registered or downloaded to my 32 gigabyte um storage space so i might have to buy some kind of mass expansion thing just to make sure i have all my games available on the wii u before they shut that sucker down though but yeah y'all gotta let me know down in the comment section down below uh what do you think about this little bit of um interesting news um do you think you know what? Go ahead and throw this out there. I'm going to say, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out here in the internet world. I'm going to say that the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS's eShops are going to shut down, oh, in late 23, late 2023. I'll say 2023 in the fall. That's when I'm thinking that they're going to shut down their eShops entirely and um and everybody's gonna panic buy it up and uh I, I i just think that's the time i'm just gonna throw it out there don't know if it's gonna be right or wrong but i mean might as well go ahead and throw a prediction out there so i mean if it does happen in the fall of 2023 you heard it here first y'all you heard it here first but anyway y'all gotta let me know in the comment section down below what all you think about this but that's basically all i have to say on that one topic though so let's go ahead and bounce over to the next one because this one oh shoot this one is an interesting topic not for the right reasons because apparently over there at activision or you know activate yeah activision blizzard they, they got some more crazy crap going down y'all because apparently there was a woman that's been sort of kind of been sexually abused over there while working underneath you know this video game company because there was a lady that basically filed a lawsuit in california and shoot, if it wasn't for the lawsuit, I don't think anybody would have heard or caught wind of this. But it's kind of thanks to the lawsuit that it's sort of kind of, you know, rising up 
and more gamers are sort of kind of getting in the know-how like wait a minute what the heck is going on here at this company because apparently the document goes on explaining the tragic consequences of this alleged um this alleged constant sexual harassment with a female employee dying by suicide during a business trip with a male supervisor who had brought ugh, butt plugs and lubricant with him and i'm like what the actual freak i'm like this just disgusts me. I, 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 I'm still not even quite over in terms of all of the, the, the misconduct and all that crazy crap that happened, even within the Smash community um, back during EVO when all these people were coming out with their different kind of stories, though. I'm barely even over that. And the fact that uh, a big old company such as Activision or, you know, such as Blizzard is over here basically saying or having multiple different incidences with women basically being sexually abused or, you know, all this crazy crap of misconduct. Like, what the heck is wrong with people nowadays? Like, I, I just don't get it. You just need to learn how to respect people for who they are and what they are. And what happened with the don't do on the others what you don't want done on yourself? Like, that's just absolute. Like, keep your hands to yourself, man. I mean, like, like if you want that kind of crap, I mean, do that mess with yourself at home. I don't, I don't care what you're going to do, though. But don't involve another person and start making them feel such a way where they're starting to feel uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, a person is still a person. And I don't I don't care what you're trying to do or how it makes you feel happy. If it starts to negatively affect another person, that's just where you need to draw a line in the stand. And shoot, that's when people need to stand up. Now, I heard people online saying, you know what? I, I, I'm just not gonna buy the next Call of Duty or what will be the next um shoot, I can't even think of it off of the top of my head. But but you know those big blizzard games though. Overwatch, or I'm not gonna get the next Overwatch or yada yada yada. Which good for you because I, I can't stand for crap companies that can't, you know, kind of handle themselves or discipline the people because you know you know, a few bad apples don't make the whole tree rotten, but it's whenever you got those high CEOs that are getting those 20,000, 30,000, not even 20, why did I even say 20,000? Um, it's like millions in terms of their bonuses and that they can't keep things under wrap and be able to, you know, keep their ducks in a line for a company as big as theirs. Like, I, I just hardly have any sympathy for the people like that. I, I really don't. And it, it just frustrates me so much. So, yeah, so I heard people that saying that they might possibly go through and boycott the games, though. However, in order to get that grand major difference out there, it's it's not going to be just about the boycotting because boycotting will only go so far. People are still, some people are going to be, you know, be out of the loop, not know about this, or some people honestly just won't care, sadly enough, though. But the main difference and change is going to have to come from people internally within the company, and that's what we started to see because the... There was like one day where the hashtag was trending, you know, Activision, um, Blizzard walkout. And um, they, you basically had some companies right there in that photo, as I, I have it on the screen right now for y'all watching on YouTube, um, where people are outside the front of the company and saying, hey, I ain't going to work. Hey, we, we got to improve um, conditions within our workspace like this because this simply is not going to um, fly. Shoot, there was even um, there was even a one or there was or there was some news that about 1000 current slash former Activision Blizzard employees had signed an open letter calling for the company's um, response to the, the discrimination lawsuit um abhorrent and insulting 
Like literally you had people starting to sign up, starting to have people walk out, starting to have people protest in front of the thing. Like this is the kind of stuff we really need to see because while we might, you know, boycott a game or whatever though, it's barely gonna put a take a drip out of the pool or whatever though. But it's whenever you start having the people within the company itself start doing things that directly affect Blizzard because if your workers that are making your games are not in there working and making your games, that's when it's really going to start affecting you and that's when it's really going to start hurting you. So yeah, so it's nice to see people actually standing up against this cause and I, shoot, I, I'm just disgusted by all of this. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous and ugh, I, I, I just hate it when people devalue other people's opinions and their rights and stuff and make people feel uncomfortable and stuff and just abuse, like, just grow up. Just grow up and learn how to do better. Is it too hard to ask? Well, probably it is because this is the world we're talking about, though. But honestly, ugh, it, 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 it just disgusts me every single time, though. But that was my one little bit of negative news. But it's something that really needed to be brought up and needs to be um, have some awareness drawn to it, though. So, yeah, that's basically all I have to say on that one topic, though. But let me know in the comment section down below how all did this make you feel? Or, shoot, are you, are you actually one of those people that are going to say, you know what, I'm kind of good on Activision and Blizzard games from there. You're not going to pick up. Um, you're not going to pick up that next new... Um, the next new MOBA, whatever they may, or you're not going to pick up the next new Overwatch, or you're not going to pick up the next Call of Duty, or anything else that they make because of these conditions. And even if a CEO comes out with a statement saying that, hey, we're doing X, Y, and Z to make better steps in order to help protect our workers and stuff, until we see solid concrete proof or actually word of mouth from the employees that are actually working on these, these um, companies, then um shoot you have to sort of kind of take that with a grain of salt whenever a big figure like that basically says something like that though but yeah that, that's basically all i have to say on that though let's, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic though now next we managed to get some brand new sales figures for the ps5 consoles themselves as well as some of the games that have been selling out um from it though so in terms of the console itself nearly about 10 million ps5s have been sold so you you think oh okay you know what that that's actually pretty good right there they managed to crack 10 million like that so um you would think all right that, that's doing pretty good though but then when you start looking into the game sales you're like how many people are buying ps5s and what are they actually doing with them because like for example um looking at some of the sales miles morales is at 6.5 million sales which is actually pretty good but then you remember Miles Morales is a PS4 and a PS5 game. So how many of those sales are the actual PS5 version? Well, it's definitely going to be lower than 6.5. I imagine probably at least 50%, maybe a tad bit more are Miles Morales, but not all that 6.5 million. And then MLB The Show surpasses 2 million. And then Ratchet & Clank is over 1 million. And Ratchet & Clank is one of those few games that's only a PS5 exclusive. So, I mean, Ratchet & Clank is about, what, maybe almost like a 10% um, attach rate to the PS5. So, honestly, that's pretty nice right there, though. So, the series is doing uh, pretty okay. I thought it would sell, actually, a bit more than that. Maybe it could have if, if they had more PS5s out there, though. But it also makes me think, how many of these PS5s are actually, you know, scouts? systems or sitting in like a person's bedroom house or old warehouse somewhere or whatever though so it kind of makes you think about that as well though but 
honestly, just kind of looking at those sales, PS5 is doing okay. It ain't catching the world on fire or nothing like that, though. Well, it is in terms of, you know, people scalping and people losing their minds online, though. And if you're having to be listening to this show and thinking, hey, I still want a PS5, I don't, but I really want to get my hands on one. A uh, little tip of advice from me to y'all is Target, I think, is one of the best ways to get it. Because with Target, it's not going online where people can scalp it online easily. It literally goes up for whenever they sell those things, they literally only sell stock of what they have within their actual stores. So whenever I place my um, order through Target, it typically they like throwing their pre-orders up towards the very last week of the month. Typically might be like a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursdays. And it's always been, I want to say around seven, somewhere between seven, no, not 7.30, 6.30 and seven o'clock in the morning, central standard time. Somewhere between that window, I always notice on that last week of the month, either it's a random Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, that early in the morning, central standard time, that they manage to actually drop those PS5s out. So if you're in the search for looking for one, kind of keep that in mind. That's how I was able to nab mine. I had to kind of do some dirt digging history on it though, but I think that was the easiest way. Otherwise you go to Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, is it's kind of up for grabs or the PlayStation Direct. It's kind of up for grabs trying to get those. And it always seems like the, the physical one is easier to get than the digital one. I had not for the life of me seen that digital one really go back in stock, though. That's just something to kind of keep up in mind, though. But that's all I have to basically say on the sales of these units, though. But y'all got to let me know um, down in the comment section down below. What all did you think about um, the sales figures for these right here? And uh, you think the PS5 is doing pretty good? Or you're kind of questioning, you know, what people are buying on the PS5 because uh, Ratchet & Clank is an exclusive PS5 game and it only sells 1 million compared to the 10 million that systems that have been selling out kind of questions especially with all these other games like i think horizon forbidden west has managed to get delayed into 2022 um um oh gosh i'm trying to think of the other one um god of war has been managed to get pushed into 2022 and i, I want to say a couple other things right there it makes you really kind of question what kind of games are people that have ps5 um own what are they actually going through and playing right now, though? But let me know in the comment section down below what all you think about that. Now, moving on, and honestly, actually, now that I'm looking at it, that's basically all the gaming news that I have to discuss with y'all today. Now, we'll move on to my next segment, and that is uh, what you've been playing. So, uh, for me, there's mainly three brand new games that have dropped within the past couple of weeks that I've been putting a decent amount of time towards. My very first one is none other than Pokemon Unite. Now, with Pokemon Unite, you know what? At first, this was a game I honestly thought wasn't going to be any good or slash it was going to be one of those kind of games where I was like, I might play for a little bit and drop out. But actually, it's been a pretty fun experiments uh, experience for the most part though because um you know it, it's sort of kind of like your mobile games like you know um sort of kind of like your league of legends or whatever you want to think with those typical mobile games you're literally going from one side of the map to the other and you, you have these little zones that you have to either protect or score in depending on you playing offense or defense and you literally run over there and drop your points up in there you basically kill wild pokemon along the way and also you can kill your opponents though and those net you points and you have to drop the points and like score them like you know in a basketball hoop sort of kind of thing like you dunk it um into those zones though so i think for the most part it's, it's a pretty kind of cool nifty little game though 
it's all right when you play it single player, but when you start playing it with people that you actually know and you start forming those teams of five or sometimes even teams of four and three if you're doing like quick play matches or whatever, that's when things start getting really good and really competitive because then you can start playing, um, start doing certain matchups whenever like you normally have like a team that runs across the top of the map. You have a team that runs across the bottom of the map. You usually kind of do those like in duo pairs because you never want to get caught out, caught out um going solo and then you get like in a quick 1v2 scenario where the two people take you out because they just have numbers on you so you have to kind of play that kind of game out sort of kind of protect the lanes protect your own goals score into the other person's goal there's a center area um that's kind of like the jungle is what people are, are referring to it as so you basically kill the wild pokemon level up your pokemon evolve them get stronger get certain um, moves to replace them and that's basically the whole gist of it. So really, it's just sort of kind of formulating strategies around the different Pokemon's abilities. Like, for example, Ninetales is a pretty cool Pokemon because it can basically freeze Pokemon and slow them down. You have stuff like that. Then you have, like, tanks, like, such as Crustle, basically form that, like, basically for like a dirt wall behind them where they can't run out behind them you sort of kind of trap people like that um i will say this gengar is pretty messed up like the way how he kind of warps in and out and you can actually be invisible for uh, a brief moment though and then uh shoot cinderace though has like some very good extreme range on him and also can hit pretty hard um as well so i mean there's just a lot of different strategies when you start kind of digging up into it where you can sort of kind of get these matchups though. And then you have leveling up items or, and they do sort of kind of have a battle pass with this where you can kind of put money in there, get extra goodies in terms of appearances or extra items and stuff. And then you have like hold items that you can level up. Like there's a lot of um, decent depth up in this game. And we know over time, they're going to add more and more stuff, uh, more and more content to the game as it progresses on. So, Honestly, it's a pretty cool, fun little game. It is free to play on the Switch, and I believe it will drop out on mobile um, within uh, a couple of months from now as well. So, it, hey, it's free. You might as well go ahead and try it, especially if you got some um, people to play with online. Hey, this game, it, that's when things start getting fun, when you start coordinating with your team to try to secure a victory, though. So, yeah, that's basically all I have to say on Unite. Pretty good, fun little, solid little game, and I definitely put more hours into the game than what I actually thought I honestly would. But that's basically all I have to say on Pokemon Unite. Now, moving on, we did manage to get two other games that dropped recently this past Tuesday at the same time. One of them was none other than The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. I got to be able to get that game. I managed to do a launch day live stream for that one game. I literally only made it up to the point where you're in the first trial. And normally that's like you're kind of... um introductory title right there how or introductory like you just sort of kind of learn the rules and figuring out you know how to control the game and what basically how it works with showing evidence and presenting evidence pressing the people to get more information out of them all that stuff honestly i did not expect for that first um trial of the game to be that long because literally I did a live stream on it and that live stream was me playing for roughly about two hours and I only got up to like the intermission where you take that 30 minute break. And I was like, gosh dang, I hadn't gotten any further than that because I have a ton of games I'm going through and playing through right now though. Right now though. So I'm like, okay. But anyway though, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of good stuff within this game though. I really do like the, uh, the presentation in terms of like the old time theme that you're sort of kind of getting from these characters because... 
I mean, I mean, you have a dude that's literally called um, Herlock Sholmes, man, like because they can't say Sh um, Sherlock Holmes. I was like, man, it's just little things like that. And then I love how the fact that whenever you're looking at the characters, whenever they're talking, it still has the typical text that runs across the screen, the screen. But you also get the characters sort of kind of voicing, um, not voicing, but moving their mouths, like all the animations and stuff. This makes the game feel a little bit more alive than compared to like your original Ace Attorney trilogy with the first three games, because, you know, those are older games and whatnot, though. So, yeah, so it's some you know, enjoyable stuff up in there. Also, the cutscenes are nice as well. It, it just has a nice little extra added layer of depth. But I really do like the series so far, and I will continue to kind of give some updates here and there as I progress a little further along in the game, because I really do need to pick the game up again and kind of get a little further on into its story, though. But as of now, that's basically all I can say, though. But the little bit of time I did play up in it, it, it it's been a pretty good treat. Uh, so don't sleep on this title. And it's, all, and it's interesting. I still find it interesting that the only way how you can get this game physical is if you buy the Nintendo Switch version. Like, there's no physical version for the PS4 or anything like that. Like, just the Switch. So, I don't know. This might be one of the more valuable games, especially since this was only localized over there in the West originally. And now... I'm not West. The East in Japan originally. And now they're bringing it West. So, I mean, hey, if you're thinking about getting this game, you might want to invest in a physical copy. I'm just saying, because I don't know how much, you know these games might be worth later on but i think there's going to be some good value to a physical copy if you manage to pick up one of these though but that's basically all i have to say on the great ace attorney chronicles now next up i have none other than neo the world ends with you the second game that managed to come out on that same tuesday and gosh i, I just can't believe they managed to have two good games come out on the same day it made it tough i couldn't even manage to be able to showcase off both of these games within the same period of time on the same day because I had to go to work stupidly early in the morning the next day. Like, literally, I had to be at work at, like, 6 in the morning, which caused me to have to actually go to bed at 11 o'clock at night, which I can't say when the last time I actually went to bed before midnight. I had to make a conscientious effort to actually get into bed and close my eyes and force myself to go to sleep. But those thoughts aside, though, this game... I put a little more time into this game than I have uh, with the Great Ace Attorney series. And, oh, shoot. I, I almost love every single aspect of it. I really love the way how they added voice acting up in the game. It really adds a nice little extra little flair, though. Um, all these new different characters and stuff. And, then, and as a matter of fact, you get the dude from, that always likes to say, Zeta Slow and all of this stuff. Like, oh, shoot. Like, oh, man. Neo is one of those good series where it's like, you know what? Or the world ends with you, should I say. It's one of those good series where I'm like, you know what? It's just comfort food. It's just comfort food. This is really nice. And honestly, the way how the the combat has changed, where you're just basically hitting buttons instead of doing the slashes and marks across the screen, um, whenever it was like a touchscreen kind of a game with the with the first original game. Oh my gosh, it's like leagues and leagues better. I mean, it might have been okay on the DS, but on the Switch, if you were playing it in dot mode, ugh, using the Joy-Cons to kind of swipe and all that stuff, it was kind of a little bit off-putting, to be honest, though. So, so yeah, that that's basically the good stuff that I have to point out with the game in terms of its gameplay and everything kind of brings to the table, though. But the music, though, oh, shoot, that's a whole nother story right there because that music is liquid fire, man, like, 
oh shoot like i i just catch my head bobbing to some of the music like i might just stand still and just kind of take it all in i gotta find some way to kind of get the soundtrack of the whole entire game because um all, all the music tracks in this game bop so hard just like how the original one did and, and it's really nice as a matter of fact that it managed to get the same composer who made the music for the first game to come back and do the second game soundtrack and i even heard that he also did the soundtrack for the anime which i still have not watched yet because i was holding out that they might have been able to actually get a dub for it though but uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not at this point though so i might have to suck it up and actually watch the sub instead though so yeah so honestly some really good stuff with neil the world's ends with you i want to say i put close to oh if i can put uh, if i include the demo time and the two times or the two times I streamed it, plus a little off of there. Uh, I, I want to say I got close to anywhere between four or five hours. I think I'm on day four, but put in roughly about four or five hours, because I think this is about roughly a 50-hour game. So, yeah, there's a lot to kind of look forward to uh, within this game. So, uh, yeah, y'all got to let me know down in the comment section down below uh, what all do you think about this game, or if you were one of those people that actually managed to pick up um, The Great Ace Attorney or Dio, the world ends with you on Unite as well, though. So all of those are really, really fun, good little games, though. And, um, yeah, I recommend all of them. It's just, I don't even know where the time goes for me to be able to actually attempt to be able to go through and play those games. Just saying. Just saying. Man, I just hate it. Thankfully, I think there's a common break between now and October before Metro Dread drops out. So I'm going to try to get caught up on all these games. But that's basically all the games I've been currently um, working on at the moment that were brand spanking new. But I did manage to get a few more or play a couple more other games uh, in the meantime, though. And yes, I did manage to play a bit more of Persona 5 Royal. I actually managed to beat persona 5 at least the vanilla version of the game i managed to go through and beat all of that which feels very nice now i'm to the royal content the brand new stuff that got ended or that got added to um the end of the regular base game so basically that third semester that's currently where i'm at right now so i imagine probably by the time that i have my my next zarcast episode for episode 15 I might be done with Persona 5 Royal. And honestly, when I'm done with this game, I might have to do a sort of kind of eat. I don't know exactly what to call it, whether it be like a review video or sort of kind of like a discussion video or kind of like a blend of the both. I just got to get my thoughts out on Persona 5 Royal because I honestly think it might be one of my favorite third-party games I have ever played up until this point. I played some really good ones though, but this one striped a lot of chords for me in terms of its story, the gameplay, how fresh, but yet sort of kind of traditional it still kind of feels for the rpg or the rpg elements when you're going up in there and then just the nature of the games the time management of you doing your certain tasks and stuff and hanging out with certain characters and stuff uh it, it's just a lot to take within that game itself so i have quite a bit of stuff to say about it though but you'll probably hear about it all within the official video some point in the near future though so you can kind of look forward to that though but that's basically all i have to say on the games i've been recently playing i did play a little bit of monster hunter stories too here in there though but it's been kind of been put on the back burner at least for now but hopefully once i get persona 5 royal done it kind of opens up that path to kind of allow me to play monster hunter stories two more neo as well as the great ace attorney because i got quite a bit of stuff or quite a bit of hours ahead of me in terms of those games though but that's basically it in terms of all the what you've been playing for so that's about it in terms of that. 
However, I do want to go ahead and add in a brand new segment to my podcast, and that is none other than uh, community questions. Now, this is going to be a new segment where basically I'm going to send out a little post. Um, I'm going to, I sent out sort of kind of last minute. It was, it went out today where I threw it out on like my Twitter and my Facebook and whatnot though. So typically I think I'm going to try to make a habit of throwing it out the Saturday before my Sunday or the Sunday that I air my podcast. So, you know, it happens every other week. So basically every other Saturday, you'll see a post go out on my Twitter, my Facebook respectively saying, um, Hey, if you want, if you have any questions, go ahead and drop them here underneath those respective posts. And there might be a chance I might choose one of those um, questions to be able to answer uh, within the podcast um, for tonight though. So going ahead and looking at my list here, I think I managed to get one that I wanted to go ahead and talk about. I think it was from my good um good friend Steven and he said um let me go ahead and pull it up here real quick. He said what is your current game of the year for 2021? And you know that's a very interesting question right now because honestly looking at some of the games I've played so far I mean, because that's that's the first thing I do. I got to figure out exactly what games I played so far. Like February, we had um, we had, oh gosh, it feels like an eon ago. But we had um, Mario 3D World plus um, Bowser's Fury. We had that game came out. We had also in that same month we had, ooh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers. We had that game came out. March we had Monster Hunter Rise. April. Not too much, I think, in terms of Switch stuff. May was both the the um, Famicom Detective Club games. Also managed to get Metopia. I didn't play Metopia, but in terms of um, in terms of the detective games, I did manage to play one of those. June, and you have like what Mario Golf and all that stuff. Uh, shoot, I even had like the Ninja Gaiden trilogy. That's one game that I bought along with um, Legend of Mana. It wasn't too much a game that I personally like. And in July with Skyward Sword HD, Neo the World Ends with You, um, The Great Ace Attorney, as well as Monster Hunter Stories 2. So I think those are, for the most part, all of those, with the exception of a couple that I mentioned, like Mario Golf that I didn't actually pick up. I think were most of the games that came out in the year 2021 that I played. And I think out of all of those, I want to say that uh, Monster, um, not Monster Hunter, I was about to say Monster Hunter um, Stories too, but I think it actually goes to Persona 5 Strikers for me in terms of my current game of the year so far. And that's a big emphasis so far because honestly, the only thing that might be able to top that, well, I can't say too much about like Monster Hunter Stories 2 the Great Days Attorney, and um, Neil the World Ends With You because I'm still early where I can't really give a definitive answer for those three games because Neo has a chance to possibly top Persona 5 Strikers, but as of now, it's still Strikers for the moment, though. But Metroid Dread, that's the game coming out in October, and I feel like that might have a potential to kind of overshadow um, Persona 5 Strikers, at least for me, though. But I guess that's my answer right now um, for y'all, Steven, but... My current game of the year, if it if the if the year were to end right now, it'd probably be Persona 5 Strikers, though. But I believe that's probably one of the only questions I have right now. I do apologize for throwing that little segment um in there um pretty late though. So I kind of get I'll try to give y'all more of a heads up um next time. So that way we can um 
have more of an opportunity to get more questions up in there though. And I know uh, lately, I think most of my friends have been kind of tied up with some stuff. So they have not been able to kind of join the podcast though, but I will probably add a, a little more extra commentary um, in terms of a- answering these questions where y'all be able to hear a lot more opinions about some things. It doesn't have to necessarily be just about gaming related news or, you know, gaming topics in general, they can be also on certain pop culture segments, especially Marvel. You ask me those Marvel questions, I'm ready to go at it, though, because, uh, shoot, I've been in this Marvel gap for uh, a decent bit since the conclusion of Loki and before we're trying to get to the What If series, though. So, I mean, hey, any kind of Marvel stuff, I'm, I'm, ready, to go, I'm ready to go and talk about it, though. But it could be anything like Marvel. It could be anything regular pop culture, gaming stuff. Or it could just be some kind of random old question or like, or like what have I been eating or what's my favorite food or yada, yada, yada. I'll, I'll answer pretty much any of those. So, uh, yeah. So, if you want to, uh, wherever you're watching or listening to this um, podcast at, you can leave a note in the comment section down below, unless I guess you're on one of the podcast services being Google, Spotify, or Apple, then um, just drop it somewhere on my Twitter. It could be on any, any of my posts, and I'll probably bookmark your tweet somewhere um, or your message or your post, so that way I can be able to respond back to it, though. So, yeah, so that's basically it in terms of the community questions segment, but I do have one more bit of informational news in terms of my channel and what I'm going to do in the future before I go ahead and wrap up and close things out because I do have my next game series to be able to talk about because I just recently managed to finish my Metroid Zero Mission um, playthrough, which took about four different parts, and it was all, you know, a pretty good, nice little grand old run right over there, though. But now it's what's next in terms of my next playthrough series, and that is none other than Monster Hunter Rise. Yes, I'm finally going to take the time to go through and actually try to play this game um, and try to at least get through because I know Monster Hunter Rise, it's not one of them short kind of games where you can kind of get through it within a fairly quick amount of time, though. But I know it's going to be something where you got to put like almost hours and hours upon. But in terms of me kind of bouncing around and playing different games for different game series, I'm mainly going to try to focus on the story. Now, Rule of Thumb, you don't really kind of want to focus on story if you're like a long-term fan, uh, Monster Hunter fan, or if you're just like wanting to play these game series. Because story just kind of gets you going, but it's mostly like that online multiplayer that most people start kind of putting most of their time up into, though. But with me being super busy and stuff with the games I got to play and stuff, I only got a certain limited amount of time. So that's why I'm going to mainly focus on the story mode. I think from what I've been hearing from some of my friends and people that I heard from online, that it's roughly about 10 hours to sort of kind of finish the story. So I think 10 hours is what I typically like shooting for and playing um, for games in certain series, though. So yes, that will be my next series to do since I just finished up my Metroid Zero Mission series, though. So you can look forward to that. And I normally like to go and live stream those playthroughs on Monday nights, typically around 10 p.m. Central Standard Time is when I normally like to go live with those. So look forward to that, though. So that's basically all I had to talk about uh, within my um, Zarcast episode 14, though. But y'all got to let me know down in the comment section down below uh, what all do you think about all the different topics I talked about. Or maybe there was something I didn't even manage to kind of get to um, within this podcast that you might have some honest thoughts about. So y'all just got to let me know. Um, y'all just got to let me know in the thoughts that you have down in the comment section down below or share them on 
you know, your respective um, social media accounts, though. But that's basically going to do it in terms of this Zarkest episode 14, though. So if you really liked this video, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell to stay up to date on all things video game related, pop culture, Marvel, and everything else I like to do on my channel. If you happen to be one of those few people that happen to be listening to my Google, Spotify, or Apple podcast, uh, make sure to go ahead and uh, just share the video around. Just let people know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing this podcast series in more places than one, not just on YouTube, but I managed to get it out on those three because I worked pretty hard to get that um, that podcast up on Apple because I am not an Apple user at all, but I know some people out there and some of my friends are Apple users, so I, I can't be prejudiced against a certain um against a certain brand like that. I, I just can't do it though. So yeah, so that's why that Apple one's out there though. But I do like the layouts for Google and Spotify a bit more so. But anyway, so that that's basically gonna do it for this podcast though. So uh remember y'all until whatever video I make next, see y'all.